Here it is, October 10th, 2021. MLB playoffs have started, and the Rockies are not in them. This is the Rockaroo. So, play, it's playoff. We decided to do some playoff stuff, even though the Rockies aren't in in the uh, in the playoffs for some reason. They didn't put together a playoff uh, type record in 2021, but hopefully 2022 is a different story for the Rockies. So this is the Rockaroo. I think we'll get a little Rockies information or a little Rockies talk in uh, before we go into the playoffs. Uh, and in 2022, we already know that the Rockies are going to have help from one CJ Crone and Anthony Sensatella. <laughs> really, it's, it's Antonio, but Antonio Sensatella. Five years. Five, five years for Sensatella, two years for Crone. It surprised me uh, that was Crone's first multi-year contract so that actually really surprised me i always kind of thought he was like better than that but i guess he's kind of been <laughs> that he's been that uh that kind of journeyman type guy he's not really journeyman i guess but kind of he is i don't know but ultimately i think that's what like the one thing that we talked about uh signing Crone. i think we very specifically on the rocket room Talked about giving him two years to bridge the gap to Toglia or Toglia. And uh, that's what the Rockies ended up doing. So, and then signing Sensatella to five years. I think Sensatella gets $10 million a year for five years with a six year club option. And Crone gets roughly, I think, $8 million or $7 million a year for two years. So, I don't know, like maybe those are a little rich, but not horrible. And I, I got to like, I like the moves. I like retaining Sensatella, even though his last start was <laughs> kind of trash. But um, yeah, well, I, I liked it. What do you think? I When I first saw it, I didn't, you know, mo- for the past like three or four seasons, whenever I'd, see Rockies roster news in terms of free agents and signing guys uh, other than no, the Nolan situation. Um, I always just didn't like it. Um, but when I saw that come through, I said, Oh, Hey, that's not bad. You know, barring the, the, um, the numbers. And then when those came out, I think Crone, I think he kind of got a deal for Crone. I feel like he probably could have got some more on the open market. Maybe not. I don't know. I'm not in the industry. I don't know the rumblings. But uh, and then on Sensatella's side, I feel like ten is a a little high. But I'm not going to complain about it. You know, like mm-hmm. I would I would have liked to seen that more around like eight eight and a half per year because if he uh, he he was good when he first came up and then he was good like the the back end of this season and then everything else had been kind of serviceable but 
What I like about it is he has Coors Field pitching experience, you know. Yeah. Which I think is is more valuable than going out and getting a free agent starting pitcher or something like that. So I like it. Again, not yeah, not crazy about the 10, 10 a year, but not going to complain about it either. Right. And and Crone, I mean Crone, if he does what he did this year, which you know you you kind of expect him to do, he's not like a super young dude, but he's not a like old guy either. So I think that there's room in those two years. You know he'll be. 34, 33, 34 next year, 34, 35 in that year two. And if the, you know, the NL moves to the designated hitter, there's a nice spot for him there. So Mm -hmm. it's a, it's a nice, it's a nice move. Uh, With Sensatella, I I like it just for the fact that like, Hey, you keep taking care of on the pitching side of things. Like you've really built uh, internal pitching staff that, is to me legitimately competitive uh, in Major League Baseball, and you're taking care of those individuals. So I like it, and and that I think also gives them some leverage on the ability to re-sign Gray as well, uh, which I want to see them do. I want to see them sign Gray. So it's all like it's all good. Um, the two, those are the three. I guess the three big things, right? So are they legitimately going to have a shot at re-signing Story? Probably not. Uh, I, I got to assume they're going to throw him offers. It's not like they're going to, you know, just not not try to re-sign him. But maybe they won't, you know. Like, that's what they did with DJ, basically. Um, figure out what they're going to do with uh, Bud Black. And then figure out what they're going to do with uh, Gray. So those are the next three big things. I guess we keep our eyes out. But probably, probably aren't going to hear much of anything on that until after the playoffs or until after the world series i suspect yeah yeah i'm even kind of surprised this happened at this time um, yeah but but uh I'm, I'm glad it did and now it's like hey okay one it gives us something to talk about rockies related which is nice yeah and it 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 leaves the rest of the off season open for other other things so they don't have to worry about that and Crone, Crone, and Sensatella can enjoy their postseason baseball like the rest of us. <laughs> right? Yeah, which is nice. Which we're going to get into it. You might have something before we get into it. Yeah, but so far we do that, I've been very pleased. Before we do that, some uh, some more Rockies related stuff. I got on the the website before we started cranking tonight just to check, see what was going on. Maybe they did uh, make that trade for Nolan to go ahead and bring him back. Didn't happen, at least (laughs) today. But I did come across this thing, and it's from the Rockies Twitter. And they're they're sending out these – it looks like the – excuse me, I had some some – I had a burp, okay? God damn it. (laughs) <laughs> that happens. Uh, unfortunately, when you're live here, um, you can't you can't ignore it sometimes. But anyway, the Rockies Twitter has uh, posted these things. I guess these players wrote little notes to the to the fans, uh, and oh. I'd like to share a couple with you. Okay. Um, 
So one, the first one I saw is from Robert Stevenson. Remember him? He was a bullpen piece that um, he was injured for for a good chunk of the middle part of the season. But he wrote, so it's his picture. It's all it's in black and white, and then there's like this little note, like a photo of an actual note that he wrote by hand, and it says. Thank you for coming out to support us this year. Having fans back means way more to us than you can imagine. Signed, Robert Stevenson. Okay, whatever. You know, cool, cool. I, I'm not, yeah, I'm not the type to um, really care about stuff like that, but some people do. Okay, not going to knock it. So then I scroll down and I see our old pal, Buddy Black, and mm. he's got a note. And I read this note and uh, I'll share it with you and then give you the full breath and then we can talk about it a little bit. So Buddy Black, his photo here, it says, to our amazing fans, thank you for your undying support. You are the best, Buddy Black. Here's the thing, though. You got to see it. Amazing is in quotations. What? Amazing is in quotations. So that's a little like a little slight to the Rockies fans? Well, if, you know, I mean, I think most of us know that um, when you do quotations in the way he's doing them, it's like sarcastic, right? I think a lot of people would assume that. Yes. I don't know if sarcastic's the the word but it's the closest one that i would be able to think of but yes yeah because if like to me if you want to emphasize i think listen it's fucking weird and it's stupid but like if you want to emphasize amazing you would either exclamation or underline but he put it in quotes to me that's like amazing like thanks a lot yeah insincere yeah 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 sarcastic sarcastic um yeah so i don't know what the fuck is going on there i don't know if that's a is a little slight or if he's just stupid i mean you know at at a certain point you gotta wonder is he literate i guess either way either way it's it's bad either way like there's no like good way to explain it yeah, why do you have to put amazing in quotes? Yeah. And well, here's uh, the other thing. Why didn't anyone catch it and say, hey, yeah, buddy, why like, uh, you sure you want to go with this? Maybe they're non-Buddy Black fans, but I don't know. It's uh, If I was already on the – I mean, I was pretty much out on the Bud. though. Couple of days ago, I was thinking maybe it's well, whatever. We get into that later, but um, yeah, I uh, I don't get what he's trying to do. Like on the surface, you would think, oh, he's trying to emphasize how amazing the fans are. But I think the I would if we took a poll, if we were pollsters, I think most people would see that as like I don't know, like a sarcastic, insincere something weird so here's my other question what like why are they going with 
Robert Stevenson and Buddy Black on this. You know, like <sighs> that's these, like the... that's just real interesting. And the, this isn't on Twitter. This is actually on. I mean, it's the feed linked, the embed, if you will, from their feed, but on their their home, their Rockies home page. So there might be more. Those were just the two they chose to. Okay, post. so I I'm, don't know. I'm on the home page right now. Okay. And did you read it on the home page, or did you actually go to Twitter and see it? No, Rockies.mlb.com. Yeah. Okay. So did you read the the note uh, above the note, I guess? The note above the note where it says, Buddy wrote an amazing, all caps, note too. Quotes are for emphasis because he was already writing in bold plus all caps. Smiley face. I just want to say this. If you're looking at amazing... The A, the M, the A, the Z, those are all, those are maybe all caps. The I most certainly is not a capital I. Uh, <laughs> and the N and G, I, I mean, whatever. It's, uh, so I, that's a little shaky to me if you really want to. I think, like, I, th- I think the Twitter, Rocky's Twitter is trying to do some damage. I did not see that until you pointed it out. Uh, looks like they're trying to do some preemptive damage control. <laughs> <laughs> that's the dumbest thing i've ever seen this fucking organization at all levels yeah that's oh that's bad it's bad i guess it's like is that something like from a literary standpoint like is common like w- would that ever be known to put amazing in quotations for emphasis would you ever put something in quotations for emphasis See, I don't know. Is that like a literary thing that happens? Or is that like, like you said, are we doing some damage control, like saving our butts on a dumb note by a dumb manager that out of the door guy that why is he even? Yeah. Plus, so his letters are uh, mostly cap caps, except for the I. Well, listen, we don't want to break down his writing. It's it's eclectic. We'll just say it's eclectic, the, his writing style, which I don't have a problem with that at all. Yeah. It's, uh, underline. You want to emphasize it, underline it. Don't try and don't try and sell it to us that it's just the Rockies thinking their fans are stupid. Just classic, treating us like morons, just like Jeff and Drew do every fucking broadcast. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, hey, uh, there's a bunch of different ways to handle it that is not quotations, I would say. Underline, uh, underline, maybe you can put your, I guess he does use the exclamation point at the end of it, so at the end of fans, so eh, whatever. It's ultimately, it's just a, it's a stupid freaking marketing thing regardless like you said yeah mm-hmm. they're just you know it's like where's stories and crones and like why have they just got these two guys and robert stevenson like is the player and then buddy like come on you know where's rogers and whatever so that covers our rockies news 
unless you, you have some more that you want to go over. There's there's some other stuff out there specifically when it comes to the Arizona Fall League and some prospect stuff, but I think we can get into that later unless you want to. I mean, I could spend the rest of the night going through the replies to this tweet. Um, <laughs> so you're reading the you're reading the replies now. You're, the, you're the Twitter spiral. The yeah. So just real quick, there's a couple. So one guy says, "LOL, why is amazing in quotes?" Rockies, of course, replied to that saying, "See tweet." Uh, then Pam, not allowed to use her last name, but Pam, um, I says, "I became a fan the minute we found out we were getting a team and will be a fan until I die." So kind of, I guess it relates. Um, then Justin B brings the heat. He's got a Broncos logo. Oh, okay. Uh, we know the <laughs> what the Broncos have been up to the last couple of seasons. He says, yeah. I assume it's a he. he. I mean, Justin B. What fans? You're losing fans daily. I feel bad for Bud and the players. <laughs> and then, and then, again, I could go all night. The last one. Then, in reply to that, it's. Um, at baseball, etc., the Rockies have gained fans annually. Now at five hundred ninety-six thousand plus followers, the Rockies still rank high, especially when compared to big market teams like the Giants and Yankees, and the best Rays and others. By the way, Texas has been at one hundred percent capacity for the entire season. The Rockies have not. And then there's a a chart of twenty twenty-one attendance, and the Rockies are seventh. Oh, well, they were, that's actually so, pretty impressive. Seven. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, behind teams like Houston, Texas, and as baseball, et cetera, pointed out, they were at – because I think Rockies didn't go to capacity until uh, – full capacity until uh, June, I believe. Late June or middle June. So Dodgers won. Atlanta, two. Number two. So, okay, that's enough of that. I just um, – yeah. Fun. Well, fun yeah. stuff. I, uh, <laughs> it's, <laughs> yeah, at, at, uh, what was it at baseball, et cetera? Is that what you said? Yes. That's probably a, a in-house guy. Maybe. I guess when you clicked Maybe. on the tweet though, there's a bunch of players here that have the notes. They just posted the other ones on, on the site. So story's got one and Blackman. Does he got- have anything in quotes? Maybe we should just spend the time like, breaking down these things. Stories is like hard to read. Oh, thank you for treating my family and I as your own. Playing for you has been a great honor, and I hope we made you proud to wear the CR. Also, I want to thank the Rocks faithful for showing up consistently. Coors Field is such a special place to play, and you're... Actually, it's hard for me to read this word. And something make that, and you make that environment special, I guess, is what it is. Uh, all the best, Trevor Story. So that's pretty good. Charlie Blackman's is uh, three mountains with a fan over the top and a bed at the bottom. That is so Charlie, dude. I love it. And you then it's that. Yeah, and then it says, oh. Rocks fans are a mile above the rest. <laughs> oh, yeah. And then there's okay. some 
Then there's some you scribble that's that? upside down on the far right that I can't read at all. Oh, yeah. Well, I bet they were the players were real pissed that they had to do that before they got their final paycheck. Damn oh, I'm sure. I'm sure they had them do this at the beginning of the season. They're like, "Hey guys, this is going to be our thing. <laughs> Everyone write your notes." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man, Connor Joe, he definitely wrote in uh, bold. I will say that. Okay. So well, so we said the um, the playoffs should be exciting this season. Um, and I'd like to just say it's not exciting when the Red Sox and Astros are winning all their games. Now I know the Tampa Bay won one and I just spoiler alert, I just turned my head and checked and saw the the um are you going blackout on this Astros White Sox game tonight? No. No. So I just turned my head and saw that the the White Sox pulled ahead by one, so it's six oh. to five. Hey-o. So we can give give live updates to our Monday listeners. Okay, there yeah. we go, making moves. So I I get what you're saying, but that so that first I don't know if we're not gonna we're gonna break it down when we break it down. That first Tampa Bay Boston game was exciting. I mean. Tampa Bay ended up winning. That was a great game. This one, this game that the Red Sox just won today, uh, you know what? That it was exciting baseball to watch. Uh, it sucks when the Red Sox win, but the the game itself is was top notch. Now the Houston series that has not been so much, uh, but they've been a little bit closer. Uh, I've been pretty pleased so far and the playing games uh mm-hmm. were were good like i was way wrong about boston these these straight up dominated the yankees i did not expect that at all uh that game wasn't as fun to watch but the the cardinals dodgers game was pretty legit it was that was a exciting game of course Nolan Arenado did what <laughs> Nolan Arenado does in the playoffs. <laughs> uh, Nolan. Uh, he's, he won't get away from it. I mean, he literally twice tried to ground into double play and, and just couldn't get it done. But he went 0 for 4, left five men on base. Ooh, that hurts. Yeah. That hurts. So, yeah. And My man. Arenado. He went foul, foul ball, Popnato. Yes, foul ball, Popnato. Two ground outs and one zero strikeouts. He didn't strike out. I guess that's good. Yeah, I mean, you could also. I mean, he didn't ground into double play, but you would say like I'd rather have Goldschmidt on the bases than Nolan, so it would have been better for him to have struck out. If I'm a <laughs> yeah. There was that Cardinals fan. (laughs) There was that pass ball. (laughs) Goldschmidt sprinting to third base and Nolan Arenado's strolling back to first base at the exact same time. Fucking fucking loser. (laughs) Like, you know, he thinks he's so goddamn tough. And yeah, obviously the regular season numbers are 
you just can't argue with that. Yeah. But then when he, his whole thing is, I want to be a winner. I want to win. Well, you're not doing tons to help that. Other than, I mean, again, like, and I've said it before, but I'll say it again. I mean, you don't, you don't make the playoffs if not for the contributions of Nolan during the season. So I get that, but they always say like, you know, you want your stars to shine brightest when the, when the lights are the highest. Yeah. Some version of that. The, yeah. The Cardinals in general just didn't get it done from that Sam. I mean, poor freaking Edmund, their leadoff guy gets on base. He gets three hits, gets on base three times. And, you know, the, like, it takes a, I guess, a, whatever, was it a fly ball? Was it a... Uh, no, it's a wild pitch in the first inning. Yeah, it's a wild pitch that it gets him ho- across home, and that's the only run they score. You know, yep. Goldschmidt yep. goes one for three. O'Neill, who's hitting third, goes 0 for four with three strikeouts. You know? So mm-hmm. it's like, it's kind of the whole team, but, you know... And all it's crazy because Scherzer really wasn't. I mean, it wasn't like he was pitching lights out. And then to watch Kelly come in, like so, uh, Kelly is so f- sickening to me. Like he's just such a a trash bag, man. But and then the rest of the bullpen just was really tough. the The Dodgers bullpen is tough, man. How, like, how did they get all those guys? It's freaking crazy. The end. I don't know what. Where do we want to do? We want to go to the end. Obviously, Chris CPA goes yard. I mean, ugh, that fucking guy just has to be that guy. Yeah, and just pinch. classic, classic Dodgers bullshit. Yes, in a pinch hit situation, it's just like, come on, like, what in the, like, how does that happen? And it's like, I don't know. You got some dude in there for the. Cardinals, who it's like who, McFarlane. I don't, I don't know. Is he? Did he have a good year? I like, I don't know anything about the guy. I didn't watch him. Or no, I guess it was Reyes. It was. It was Alex Reyes, right? That came in. Mm-hmm. Well, sh- dude, Alex Reyes should have been able to shut that down. It's like, well, that sucks, man. Do you remember? So I think I believe it was he hit a low curveball out. Yeah. Do you remember talking earlier in the season against the Rockies when he hit a low curveball out? And I said, like, how the fuck does he do that? Yeah. Like, yeah. how does he – like, a high curveball, yeah, or something in the middle of the plate, yeah, it makes sense. Hanging, like, you got to know that that curve is coming low to get that type of – to make that type of wood on it. Otherwise, you're, like, grounding it or – so, I mean, the more I – listen you know i brought up the edge podcast i just and maybe it's me being cynical i just feel like all these teams are cheating some way somehow we know for a fact houston did it we know for a fact the red sox did it which i didn't realize that the red sox basically were doing the exact same thing the the um the astros were they just weren't using the trash cans yeah. And I didn't really realize that. And it's because MLB 
they didn't want to drag, you know, their top franchise through the mud like that, I believe. MLB. You know, if I'm, yeah. Yeah. If I'm speculating, like the Astros, yeah, fuck the Astros. They're this, you know, youngish team in quotes. See, I, I think I use quotes right there, bud. Youngish. Youngish. Team. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so screw, you know, down in Texas there. They're not. But that the Red Sox or the Yankees or even the Dodgers, you don't want to be you don't want to be fucking around with those franchises. So um and then that brings us back to Joe Kelly because he was so outspoken about the Astros cheating. And it's like you what'd you say, trash bag, you garbage bag. Uh did you not win a world championship with the 2018 Boston Red Sox? Right. And then you're you're gonna be mouthing off about the 2017 Astros and doing your stupid lip bullshit and all that like fuck off man yeah i think Uh, i mean and his deal well his deal was that the freaking i guess it was to me what his deal is is not really the cheating i think he he doesn't really care one way or another about that i really don't i think his deal was more like what the what the f you guys all freaking took immunity and ratted out all these people and now their livelihoods are affected because of it. You know, like the AJ uh, Hintz yeah. gets fired and, and Lou now gets fired, you know, because of it and nothing happens to those guys, you know, cause they all had full immunity going into the whole investigation, which kind of is bullshit. I mean, I get it. And it, it was kind of like Ortiz talking about how he was all pissed off at fires for, talking shit and it's the same thing it's like hey dude like what you weren't saying you weren't saying a damn word when you were winning a, a championship with them and then you leave and right all of a sudden it's like well now they realize like oh well shit they're doing this against me now and mm, yeah you know and, it, and it's affecting my livelihood so i kind of want to like i don't think that mike fires like i don't think his intention was for it to turn out the way it did but i think kelly specifically has like i think he's like specifically had ties to lunau and hinch to some extent and he was more pissed off like hey you guys just got these dudes fired and like because and you know and you saved your own ass basically and really that's what happened which yeah but what yeah that's true and but that's mlb's fucking issue um, and I don't know. I have a lot more to say about it, so I don't know if we want to come back around or just stick with it since we're in it. Or do you want to talk more about the um, the 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 playoff games here? Let's um, talk about the playoff games, and then we'll, let's okay. swing back around to it because uh, the Dodgers. It's the same thing. It's like the, the that Dodgers game was good. The real question is exactly what you brought up is like, how like does he hit that ball out if he doesn't know what's coming? And you see like today, I specifically thought about that in today's Red Sox game because uh, Bobby Dahlbeck goes down 0-2 in a count. And then uh, I think it was Robertson was pitching for the Rays and he throws this, you know, this curveball that's like low in the zone and then it falls off and he swings at it and strikes out. And it's like, yeah, man, like if you know that's a like 
if you know that's an off-speed pitch of any kind and you know that it starts low, you're not going to swing at that crap. You know, like, but in reality is if you don't know and you think it's a fastball, that's a strikeout pitch. So it's like a legit, like, advantage. So anyways, we can, we'll talk more about that. I just, I thought watching the Cardinals LA game, that was good. I wanted the Cardinals to win, but I didn't. And I like, but the game itself was fun to watch. And I, I do really enjoy Scherzer. And the way he plays, I, I I really do. So, um, that game was awesome. The Red Sox pretty much demolished the Yankees. I don't really have anything to talk about there, unless you had something you wanted to talk about. No, I wouldn't use demolished though. But that's, I mean, I guess to each his own. Um, yeah, I like Scherzer also. I like watching him. It's really shitty. He plays for the Dodgers right now. But I had a really tough time with that game because I really didn't want either team to win. And I, (laughs) (laughs) like, I had reasons. Obviously, the Dodgers are the Dodgers and then the Nolan stuff. And so it was really, it was so hard to watch that game and watch the the way it it went down. And, um, but I mean, nonetheless, still a good, fun game to watch. And as much as like the whole one game play in, thing sucks if if your team is in it like it's really exciting baseball i mean winner yeah. take all um oh i i i do mention i i would like to mention you glossed over the fact that um you uh you had picked the yankees yeah to win that game because of all their great hitting and i said i don't know man mm-hmm. i don't know you got garrett cole who had been struggling. He didn't even make it. Did he make it into the third? And that's when he got yanked or uh, did he I make it think past so. the third? It was Regardless, short. He gave up two in playoff in the freaking winner take all one game deal. When you give up two runs in the first inning, that's like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's tough. Yeah, that's tough. So, but uh, other than that, yeah, I don't have much about, again, really hard to, I mean, I, I would pick – I would rather see the Yankees. I like the type of players. Like, I like Stanton and Judge and um, I guess just may, maybe mainly those two guys. Um, but it's hard. I Just the Red Sox and the Alex Cora bullshit, just all of that is just so – it really is quite – disgusting is too much. That's too far, but it's it's somewhere in that realm. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think that the Red Sox are still – I like, I think even the Astros to some extent are still doing this stuff. You know, they're just trying – They're something. more confident in not getting caught. But Right, just – Yeah. Especially if they are using the buzzers and that never came to light. And mm-hmm. um, so, I don't know. But I don't know. It's so, going to be re- real weird. It's going to be real weird slash shitty if it ends up being Houston and Boston and the ALCS. I like, yeah. It's. I still don't think Boston's like offense is all that good, but they're they're getting it done. 
But when you have dudes like freaking Christian Vasquez hitting walk off jacks and Kiki guys like Kiki Hernandez freaking going off for whatever he's done in the playoffs has been ridiculous. Like that guy doesn't play like that normally, you know. So I like it's it's crappy to watch Boston win, especially against Tampa Bay, who were like that team. Like you really like what they do and how they do it, and the players that they have. You know, like Kramer and I guess not not necessarily Franco, but you know they've got some players on that team that you enjoy. Although Nelson Cruz is on that team, so I mean, which. Can I bring this up? Since yeah. It's like a debate. It's like a debate, right? He said my name. He said my name. I'm allowed to respond. <laughs> you probably don't watch the debates, but it, it there's definitely a level of childness there. That's a different topic for a different type of podcast, though. But anyway, Nelson <laughs> Cruz, these analysts and national media people always say, what do they always say about? I don't know how he does it. He just – he's – 14 how I don't want to exaggerate here because he legit is like 42 43 Brendan can you check on that for us please but they they always say well how does he still do it how does he how is he still doing it well because he's cheating or he did cheat with the PEDs which is specifically like doesn't age your body as much or whatever and it's just like what why are you so stupid why are you saying this that's what I don't like. I don't like whatever. If these teams and these players are going to do the shit they're going to do, why do we then have to still, as a, um, as the national media, why do you still have to bow down to these players? It's like they act like nothing's – they never even mention it or bring yeah, it up like, or anything. Like they pretend like it doesn't exist. Like you could just go on your own business and say, oh, yeah, Nelson Cruz had a nice season this year. Don't have to mm-hmm. go into like rub it in all of our faces for the fact that you know the guy <laughs> right. clearly cheats and has in the past proven to do that. And uh, again, it's like probably still trying to do. He's he's doing something as as we'll talk about later. Like he's doing something to get an edge. So he anyways, 40, 41 years of yep. of age. So. That goes so then there's so you have the the Red Sox end up going to Tampa Bay. That first game I thought was awesome. I loved watching uh a Rosarina steal home plate. Like, God, that's like exciting stuff. Like that that first game was was pretty exciting and it was nice to see the Red Sox go down. The second game, of course, I honestly didn't watch it because it got it it was way out of hand by the time I turned it on. And the Red Sox just freaking blasted them, which again, like maybe you should expect that when you, you know, when your players know what's coming. Uh, <laughs> anyways, I have, I have a little bet, a side bet with uh, one of the fantasy guys that I do. And he picked the, the Rays to win that series, which I, you know, normally I'd pick the Rays because I'd, I'd like to pick the teams that I want to cheer for. Uh, anyways, I I got the Red Sox, and I did text him back, and I said, "Hey, you know uh, Alex Cora is on that team, right? Or managing <laughs> that team, bad. right?" <laughs> but anyways, uh, you know, 
That second game wasn't so that so that's the reason they're winning because you're out there manifesting them to win. Damn it! Well, maybe. maybe. I, I got the other games too. You know, like so that so the Giants and well, well, I'm just gonna finish up talking about the Boston, the Boston <laughs> Tampa Bay series. So today's game goes into extra innings. So it was a, a really exciting game, right? So. It really felt like Boston was like had it in full control until the seventh inning, I believe. And then Wander Franco hits a bomb. And then uh, I can't remember who hit a who hits a double, but they end up tying the game uh, in that inning. And of course, it goes into extra innings. And it is like Pavetta is like pretty impressive pitching in the he comes in in the 10th ends up finishing out the game for the Red Sox and he was he was on his knuckle curve was on it was it was pretty his pit sequencing was was really good um, pretty sticky but, huh yeah pretty steady until the sticky 12th, yeah pretty sticky until the uh 12th inning when uh, he gives up a kind of a little dribbler through the right side of the infield to Diaz, and then freaking Kiermeyer smokes one into right field. Right, we'll call it center actually. Right center, and Hunter Renfro is chasing it down. It freaking hits the base of the wall, bounce, then hits the 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 warning track. Bounces into Renfro and then bounces over the wall. Well, Diaz, by the time it hits Renfro, Diaz is like two steps away from third base. He clearly would have scored. Clearly would have scored. They probably wouldn't have had, even had a play at the plate with him. But because this all goes down, boom, it's a ground rule double. They put Diaz back on third base. Kriermeyer on second. And... The next guy ends up striking out. And then the bottom of the inning, I guess. Oh, so that was the top of the inning. So it was the 13th. So then the bottom of the inning, uh, I guess there's a there's a walk. And then Christian Vasquez smokes one over the green monster to win the game in walk-off fashion. All of that to be said, like, Fenway Park is freaking bullshit. Like, all the people that are <laughs> lovers of Fenway Park, none of that shit would have happened if they were playing in Tampa. Or um, we can get to that, too, actually. None of that shit would be happening if they played in a normal, you know, park. Like, one, the ball would have bounced over the wall because it would have been a wall that was of normal height and not two feet tall. So, what, like, get your shit together, Fenway. Like, what the hell? And And the Green Monster, I guess... At the beginning of that game, Kyle Schwarber hit a jack, and they said, you know, the announcers stated, like, oh, now that we have StatCast, we know this. That ball would have been a home run in four other parks, and that's it. Otherwise, it would have been a fly ball out. It's like, that's stupid. So I do hate the hate the way that kind of all that stuff works out. But And then in that first game, I just want to mention this. Uh, Tampa Bay Boston, I forgot. Nelson Cruz hits a freaking tower that smokes off one of the catwalks in the Tampa mm. Bay's dome. 
the the D ring and or C ring or whatever. And the ground the ground rules there are is if it hits one of those two rings, it's a home run. But that stuff is freaking annoying, man. Like, why why is that still going on in baseball today in today's yeah, in tw- world? Like, in tw- what the hell? Twenty one. It it sucks. Um, but what about going back to the game tonight, Red Sox Rays? What about when a Rosarena is it Arena or Rain Reina? A Rosarena. I don't think Rosa that's Reina, an NBA there. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so he hit that double in there in the eighth to to um to tie it right. Yes. To tie it at four. Yeah. Well, he when he was rounding first, he got tangled slash ran into Schwarber, oh, yeah. the first baseman. Yeah. Here's the thing with that. Like, okay, you can make it. Would he have made it to third anyway? Uh, maybe. I mean, I don't know. Kike Hernandez in center dove for the ball and didn't get it. So yeah. he was on the ground. Um, but though, that's like the little thing that he, we know that Alex Cora is willing to do stuff that is sketchy. We know that for a yep. fact, right? Yep. Okay. Yeah. So may, does he instruct his players to maybe – Oh hey, if something like this happens, maybe just, just um, you know, kind of walk around in that that base path a little bit. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe it was just a, you know, honest mistake. It's kind of lame that the umpires didn't really do anything about it either. But again, that goes back to like, hey, uh, Red Sox are one of your top franchises. It'd be pretty sweet to if we could get them going late into the October. Uh, yeah. Whether the umpires are. <laughs> have instructions there or not because again when you get up to and here's quotes again discretion calls um, yeah those amazing umpires amazing in quotes those amazing umpires are up to their (laughs) own discretion and so you know we're obviously you know small market team fans that i think those are legitimate complaints complaints I would agree with that. I would agree with that. I, yeah, I mean, I think that the the Red Sox for sure. I mean, it's like, hey, you're if you're going up against the Red Sox, you got to be on top of your on top of your stuff. You got to assume that they're doing something shady. I guess these players and coaches probably know which teams already know which teams are more. Uh, likely to be doing that and which ones aren't and maybe that's why the Rockies get the kind of the laughing stock that they are because I don't think the Rockies have that that winning mentality where it's like win at all costs type mentality like they don't have that I don't like we we well let's hope that. that there's a culture uh issue with the Rockies when it's like that's one piece of it all that you know, I think that there's some teams out there that, you know, other like the players don't worry about as much, and then there's the other teams that you you got to be on top of it. Yeah, let's hope the Rockies haven't been cheating because if they have, they're not very fucking good at it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Uh, well, well, what about the other? So the other series, then I guess Houston. White Sox. I've I've watched every single one of those games except for right now. I'm not watching the game, but um, that first game, 
I thought was pretty just standard. Houston's kind of doing what I expected them to do against the White Sox. I was hoping the White Sox would be a little more competitive. Uh, unfortunately, uh, they just they haven't been, uh, especially on the pitching side. I think hitting they've you know they're just not as good as they're just not getting it done in the critical situation. So the first game was a six one. I would call that in the playoffs. I still think that's kind of like a beat down uh, at Houston. And then the next game, I just want to say this. I have a, a friend that is a Houston's fan and he legitimately texted me. What the fuck is MLB doing? Having a one o'clock game on a Friday on MLB network only. Are they actively trying to get people to not watch the game? And, I was like, yeah, what the hell? Like, doesn't really matter for that. Like, I'm, I mean, I get, but like, a one o'clock game on a Friday on MLB Network only. Like, come on, it's ridiculous. In the playoffs, we talked about that in 2018 with the Rockies. Yeah, you know, they had their first game was like on a was like at noon or I think it was noon mountain time, one o'clock, um, one o'clock Milwaukee time. It wasn't MLB network, but it was in the, like on a Wednesday, like really? And then they did their third game. I didn't even get to see because it was on MLB network on, that was a Sunday, but it's just like, and then, you know, the other thing with that, that Friday game, Houston White Sox. The announcers were Bob Costas, who's a legend. I like Bob Costas. But then Buck Showalter and some fucking guy named Jim Cat, 82-year-old man. God, the, the announcing was horrible. Showalter is like imp- like he's like hard to listen to. Like mm-hmm. God, mm-hmm. he was he was brutal. He was bad. It, that's a, yeah, that's it's, a good point. It's like they're not doing shit. Why isn't that game on YouTube? They've been promoting this YouTube stuff all season. Yeah, well, MLB Network paid us more money. Okay, well that helps you. It doesn't help your fans, you morons. Yeah. So, I don't know. I don't really have much to say about the Astros White Sox. I mean, the next game was also the Astros kind of just dominated nine to four. They really ran away with yeah. that one late. Yeah, so, game, I guess so. So tonight, as as tonight as we record, game three is going on. It's six to six, or it's six to seven. White Sox. They just went ahead. Um, I, I believe it's at commercial right now. I believe I haven't been watching it 100% because I'm trying to give my all to the podcast tonight, but um, I'll update us when, when we come back from this Carl's Jr. commercial. Carl's Jr., have yourself a sandwich. Yeah. Hey, the honey, the honey uh, hot chicken sandwich looks like than I would eat. That's what, sure. that's what they're advertising <laughs> right now. <laughs> yep, there it is. Yeah. So but, okay, what about what about National League? What do you okay, got? So, what do you like? What do you not like? What do you kind of like? What do you fucking hate? What I hate is 
watching the Dodgers Giants, I was thinking to myself, you know what, I can get I can get on board. That's gonna be a good series. That's gonna be fun to watch. Can't do it, man. Like I just can't. Like I hate those teams so much. Yeah. So Sucks. the first game was pretty much completely run by the Giants, and then the next game was completely run by the Dodgers. And the Dodgers really broke it open and had to watch freaking Cody Bellinger come back to life, I guess. I, like The one thing I could savor in everything is that Cody Bellinger was basically horrible this year. And I'm like, oh, dude, that dude is an, a former MVP, and he's hitting seventh in their lineup and sometimes doesn't even get to play. That's cool. But then, of course, he's hitting <laughs> the game opening, I guess the game-saving double. Um the pitching, the pitching I expected, honest, for the Dodgers and Giants, uh, and also for the Braves and Brewers, I expected the pitching to be better than what I've seen, uh, especially for the. But, um, and I know, like the Braves Brewers, it's like the Braves won three to nothing, and the Brewers won the first game two to one. So it's like the pitching was actually. Good, but I don't know. For some reason, I was just thinking it was going to be more specifically Dodgers Giants. But um, I don't like that Brewers team. I'm like surprised that they're as good as they are. Okay, so I got to update. It's pretty wild. So we're in the bottom of the fourth in Chicago here. Game was uh, six to seven. White Sox had taken the lead. Zach Grinke had come in for relief. That's why we were at commercial break. Uh, Yasmani oh, Grandal grounded out to Guriel at first. Guriel throws home because I believe it was Jose Abreu coming home. Um, throws home. The ball hits Grandal in the arm, running up the bait, the first baseline. Hits him in the arm. Uh, the catcher misses it. Abreu slides in safe, <laughs> but he runs into the umpire and knocks the umpire uh, down. But now, so they, they gave him the run, but now they're debating and arguing whether Grandal was in the um, in the baseline. And Baker Jr. with his, well, Baker Jr. is out there giving him some some words. I can't. He's, yeah, he's not happy. Baker Jr.'s not happy. Oh, it was Robert. So Luis Robert was on. It was a wild. It was, it was funny. So it looks like they're going to give him the run. So it's it's eight, eight to six, White Sox, bottom of the fourth. Runners on first and third with no outs. Oh, man. Yeah, wild stuff here. We got Who live playoff that... baseball for you guys here on the Rockaroo. Who started that game for the Astros? I think Framber, uh, I believe. Let me look at that. Framber Valdez. Yeah, that's. Oh, okay. Oh, so Garcia, Luis Garcia. Okay. I believe. So one thing I wanted to talk about the White Sox, like Lance Lynn has been one of the best starting pitchers in baseball, like the last two three years like legit best one of the legit yeah. best just in terms of era stuff like that yeah. he goes out there and gives up what like five or six runs in that in that first playoff game 
Well, dude, what did he give up that first playoff game? I mean, he was getting hit. He was not getting the the calls for sure. I want to say that he didn't. I don't know if he gave up five, but I mean, that six in that game went. Lynn gave up. Oh yeah, five. He only went Mm -hmm. thirds. Yeah, that's nuts, right? And then Dylan Cease, who has been pitching really well for them lately, started tonight's game, and I think he was out of it by the third inning. Had been given up like four four runs or so. So, and that's a very good point because Giolito started the second game, and same story. Like he went, I guess he was a little more. I don't know. He gives up four runs in four innings, a run an inning basically, and Giolito is been very good so yeah that Astros team can hit yeah they can <laughs> okay so we'll go my thoughts on um, yeah LA San Francisco real quick it sucks it's crazy that this is the first time they've ever matched up in the playoffs like that is that's wild that is um, crazy for as old as those two franchises are um, but yeah, again, I haven't, I guess those games are later. I, I watched the end of the first game, I guess, but, uh, and then like the Braves Brewers to me just seems so boring because it feels like neither of those teams really have a shot moving forward, whoever wins it. But, uh, that can't, that series is tied one, one, correct. Heading back yeah. to Atlanta. So, yeah. It'll be the tight series, and uh, again, that's the one that feels more like playoff baseball. I mean, a 2-1 game and a 3-0 game. You know, the rest Mm -hmm. of these are like, they're blowing it open, it seems like. I mean, even the Giants, they score four runs in that first game. You know, it's like, but that second game, L.A. just freaking let them have it. 9-2, 11 hits, it's pretty crazy. But I guess maybe that's kind of the way it is in the division series, and then it really starts tightening up in the in the championships. But I don't have much to say about the Brewers in Atlanta other than first game. And the Brewers have a guy on their team that plays first base, and his name is Tellez. And I'm like, who the heck is this dude? He does not look like a baseball player. I'll say that. Uh, Rowdy? Yeah. Rowdy's made a couple of appearances on the Rockaroo. He used to play oh. for the, the Blue Jays. Yeah. Okay. He had a big hit in that in their first game. Big hit. Okay, okay. In two thousand anyways, I was like when I'm looking at the Brewers like hitting lineup, I'm like, dude, like even Yelich, who's like really good, is like not really good. You know what I mean? It's like mm-hmm. that that like lineup is not great. Their pitching, their starting pitching is great though, and their relief pitching is great. So I get that, but it's like, geez. Anyways, uh, well, I'll be. That one will probably be fun to watch. It'll come down to the end. It just sucks that Acuna Junior is out. Man, that sucks. Mm. White Sox just scored another run. It's nine to six. Still no outs. Um, yeah, I I like Freddie Freeman. I always have. 
So I don't hate the Braves as much as you do. And I like Albies also. So I, maybe I, I need to make a point to, but their game three will probably be tomorrow at noon or some bullshit like that. So, <laughs> you know, so. Hey, tomorrow uh, is Columbus day. So maybe more people will get an opportunity to watch it. Oh, only certain <laughs> people have that day off. So you're by that. Wrong. I mean, it, it's going to be schools and bankers. That's yeah. it. So it's okay. you're wrong. It's not going to be at noon because it's going to be a one oh seven Eastern time start. So what's that? A, Eleven o'clock start for you? Lame, so lame. There's only two. Oh no, I guess. Yeah, I guess there are, will be four games tomorrow. So yeah, there may be four games. There for sure. There will might be, be for sure three. Yeah possibility of four total right yeah so that that win for the red sox today was huge like huge it was man because now you got the get the rays on the ropes and it's like they were virtual locks yeah they got a win at fenway and then travel and then win another one and that's gonna be that's a tough task not saying it can't be done but yeah, yeah. the 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 Rays needed this one, and if they the, the shitty thing is like, you know, Mike Zunino. After that, you described the ground rule double thing. Zunino could have got a single, and it would have been mute moot. Excuse me. Yeah. Um, he didn't. He struck out, and Pavetta acted like he did a great thing, which he did. But at the same time, he should have given up the go ahead run. But, um. But then they go on and lose the game, and it's like, shit, you don't want the win or loss to kind of come down to that, something like that. And then you don't want, if they do end up losing the series, that's all that's going to get talked about. And that's just sucks, yep. man. Yep. That just sucks. Well, hopefully they can put it together and pull it out. Pull it out. Because I'd much rather watch the Rays and Astros. Or White Sox, um, than the Red Sox and Astros, or White Sox. But I guess if it's Astros Red Sox, it'll be, um, you know, the whoever can cheat the best, and maybe yeah. that way it'll it'll be even. <laughs> yeah. So that's that's what I want to get to. I know we're kind of long, but it's playoff time. This is extra innings on the Rockaroo. I want to talk, this is a thought, after listening to The Edge and, you know, playoffs, watching the playoffs, and will anybody ever respect, not necessarily the Astros as an organization, but these current Astros, like Altuve, Correa, uh, Bregman specifically, and even George Springer, who's already left, but they could go on and win the World Series this year. They could go on and win the World Series next year. They could win, you know, Bregman could win an MVP. Correa could win an MVP and retire and be Hall of Famers. Will anyone ever respect them, no matter what they do at this Wait, point? When you say anyone, you mean like any one person or? No, like as a whole, 
like the consensus of the baseball fan populace. Yeah, I, they... think, I think they will because I think a lot of like a lot of people feel like they've paid their price, even though they haven't paid a damn thing. You know, like those players like were not affected at all. Like they still got their money. They still have their rings. They still have their piece of metal trophy, as it was said. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, like <laughs> the the guys that, but I mean, you know, the like the commissioner like had his report and was very, like, I guess it was specific for certain things and everyone kind of knows who's, you know, at fault here, but you know, the guys that paid were two guys right now is uh, Beltran and Lunau. So, uh, I mean, we've already like, we've already gotten through the, you know, like it's only a year after all of it comes down and all of the other individuals involved are, you know, pretty much well on their way to, you know, recreating their career. And, right. And the That's Astros right. will, will bleed, like, will just go to, like, all the current players will, like, will continue to, like, spout the bullcrap that's like, hey, yeah, like, we did it then, but we're not doing it anymore. Sure. But even if they, even if there's definitive proof that they're not doing it and never do it again in their career, does it matter? I let don't... me ask you, let me, let me take the question back and just say for you, will you ever respect any of those players? No, definitely not. Like they could go like, and win the World Series and you'll say, oh, well, fuck them, you know? Or whereas someone hard. else could say, want to see him win the World Series and say, well, you know, they were caught and this and that happened and they weren't cheating this year and I'm going to, I'm, I'm all on board. I don't think I'll ever be all on board for sure, but I, like, I will be less, uh, I guess I will be more, I don't know, have more apathy for them than the general consensus mainly because i think that like hey like in reality like they're the suckers that got caught and not only are they the suckers that got caught they're the suckers that baseball decided was going to make a make a story out of or make a what do you call it they're they're the scapegoat for everyone else right like boston's been caught for sure twice you and i Mm -hmm. know for a fact that I, i shouldn't say for a fact but it's very likely that Arizona was doing it in the, you know, in their dugout when they played the Rockies in the wild card game, like almost They're certainly. Just, just going to bring that up, but and, it's the Rockies and Diamondbacks. Who gives a fuck? They're not going right. to waste their time. Yeah. Either a investigating it or B, even if they do, they don't want it known that all, all teams in baseball are cheating. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I guess that's the thing. Like, like now is it clean do you believe one like before all of this happened i believe that players on all teams to some level you know were doing this and some on a drastic level some probably just like 
you know, a few players here or there, and they kept it for the most part kind of quiet. But, you know, like the Astros, um, every player was involved to some extent, for sure. I think that at some level, it's just hard to be like, well, like just because they're the, the face of it, you know, do I respect enough? Do I respect, you know, the Boston players more, even though I know that they're, they were doing it too. Do I respect the Yankees players more because they didn't get caught? Like, probably not. Like, I think that they're all kind of in somewhat of the same boat and you just got to go forward with what you have. And they're all, I guess, back on a more, leveled out playing field but the reality is that it's it's not it's just something new i mean because all this comes out and then this year mlb is like hey we're gonna be more uh we're gonna stick be more strict on the no you know foreign substance rule and all of a sudden it's this big deal like oh like every pitcher does it and it's no big deal it's the exact same freaking thing Mm -hmm. you know so it's like what the hell so I think that baseball's trying to like clean it up a little bit, but at the same time, it's like, why are those guys like? Why is why does Tyler Glass now feel like it's okay to go spout his bullshit on on Twitter about how he thinks he's got injured because they took the well, you know what? Like you weren't supposed to ever be doing that, so that's shame on you for doing it in the first place. You know, right. but maybe like, you, it was clearly maybe. okay. He, he felt that it was clearly fine to go spout that off on Twitter. And in general, I think the baseball world is like kind of on board with glass now to that, to that level where it's like, Oh, we know that they've been doing it. It's uh, now we're, we're just, you know, well, we should have known that all these other teams were doing it with, you know, the Astros just were stupid enough to get caught. Right. Cause that's the thing. It's like, because of the, the the trash can, yeah, really. I mean, I guess it was the Mike Fires thing, but um, you know the the um, the Danny Farquhar had heard the trash cans in his his out, and that's when. And then um, you know the the banging stopped with the trash cans after he was kind of on to him, but uh, and then they just moved to the buzzers, which they should have been doing in the first place anyway. I mean, come yeah. On. Come on, guys. But I don't know. Do you ever – I was thinking, like, a way to combat. Is there another way for the pitcher and the catcher to to communicate what kind of pitch they want to pitch without using their fingers? Yeah. So now, I, I, I know it's been talked about, like, kind of like you do a headset thing like football does. But then, of course, you get into the whole, well, then they're hacking the headsets a la you-know-who of the NFL. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. Is there – I thought, like, and it's. I was trying to game it out, and it really what I came down to, but it's stupid, was, like, basically, instead of putting signs down, you just have a script. Like, I'm going to throw curveball, curveball, fastball, changeup, no matter what. Um it doesn't really fit with the fluidity of the game, but I mean, what other, is there another way? So then we don't have to work. Cause he, the other thing is like, and uh, Brian, Brian Anderson brought it up after Taylor had hit that home run, that walk off home run. He had made me- mention about 
I can't remember who, I think it was Bellinger was on in front of him and stole second. And he said, you know, maybe he knew it was coming and, uh, you know, maybe that runner on second helped, which I think he's more alluding to like um, Bellinger tipping him off because he saw the sign himself, which I think that's a, I mean, there's no get like that that's always been a part of the game. Right. And I think yeah. most everyone is fine with that. The problem yeah. is when you get into these high resolution cameras, you yeah. know, and then you have people in the people in the replay room or whatever, then you're relaying it. Then you're relaying it to the runner on second. So I don't know. Is there any other way for the pitcher and catcher to communicate? What kind of, what so- kind of pitch? Yeah, it's funny because I thought the exact same thing. And I was like, what would be the best way? But, like, what I came up with is, like, why couldn't you allow, as MLB, allow a one communication device, like a closed-circuit device that's like a – let's call it an armband on the pitcher and then a – like a, a buzzer on the catcher, right? So the catcher can just buzz into the pitcher, you know, two buzzes is a – curveball one is a fastball and then you know you have your code that way and it's closed circuit where it wouldn't you know it would be hard to hack and it would like you wouldn't be able to see it there'd be no like codes to try to break down there and it would just be catcher to pitcher communication only and you know it'd just be a little buzz on the on the pitcher's arm or what whatever the device may be and that's how you communicate and there'd be no quote unquote code breaking. How would the catcher hit the buzzer though? It'd be like, that's the thing. It had to be like some kind of small device, like just in the palm of his hand, or I don't know, like maybe on the back, like maybe it's like on the back of the, the back of the knee pad, you know, where it's like, you just, you put your hand down there and you just press it. You know what I mean? Yeah, but then you know, I mean, guys are going to, oh, he moved his hand a little more to- towards his knee. It's a fastball. Oh, his hand was more towards his his ass. It's a curveball. Yeah, but that's still, still get... I mean, I feel like it would be, like, that's on you. That's a normal tell, I guess, that you're, that you're giving. Sure. So What about, but... like, a third party, like your pitching coach in the dugout is the one actually calling Doing pitches? It. Yeah, or, I think that that I mean, would be fine too. But then you're getting into a level of baseball that is just like way techy. I think, and hear me out, it's going to be very controversial. I think they should just go to pitching machine league. Yeah, get rid and of then you can all together, or robot pitcher and catcher if we're if we're at that level yet. But. Uh, um. I think that's the way to do it, really. Um, yeah. And then it, yeah. That takes away. Do you think a, lot a pitching? Of <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you think it'd be easier or harder to hit a robot pitching machine? I think it I would be. Imagine easy. harder. Easier? I think it'd be easier. Yeah. Because because of, of the consistency. Yeah. But what if you ramp that sucker up to like 150 miles an hour? <laughs> yeah, then it'd be a matter of getting uh, 
getting used to it but <laughs> sure yeah uh, i don't th- yeah i think from that standpoint it would be m- much more difficult <laughs> but at this level i think that really what it comes down to is i mean you like as the fan you don't want those cameras to not exist there because it's so much better you know but like i don't know yeah but i i don't think i don't think those cameras were for the fan experience that the astros and other teams were using no they weren't they were specific they were specifically for their scouting purposes right that all teams have you're just not allowed to look post game yeah, or you can't watch is... it in real time, is what it is. And I guess right. what did they do with after the Astros? They shut down the scouting. Like you're not allowed to have anyone in the scouting rooms or the video rooms. The, during yeah, the, the, vi- the video rooms. Yeah, yeah. They're like a third third party league or yeah. something like that. I don't, yeah, it's um, it's a bummer that it's even a a talking point and. Who knows if if they wouldn't have used the trash cans if anyone would have ever known about it and they were you know four time World Series champions though I mean they still lost in they lost in the but the funny thing is then they go in 2018 and lose to those Red Sox uh-huh. in the championship series and then lose the World Series in in 19 which is just fucking funny too so. But the thing is, they're in. They were in that freaking ALCS game ever since. You know, like seventeen, they win it, and they've been in that ALCS game every year since. Except, were they? Is that who it was last year in the championship? Uh huh. It was uh, the The Astros. Astros. Oh shit! You're right. Yeah, and that's the other thing. Like honestly. I think that's the other shitty thing. Like those fucking guys were probably good enough to do it anyway without the extra steps that they took. Yeah. Other than guys like Carlos Beltran, whose career was, you know, basically over at that point. Uh, Yeah. And guys like even Bregman though, to like, if you think about it in what, what year was, was that in 17 when he competed in the home run derby? No, I don't think so. I think was he it? didn't even come up till late in 2017, right? Because he went, I don't, I don't think he was on that team all season. Okay. So then it was it the so it was the 18 team that or the 18 year that he had all the home runs and I just like he like he specifically the dude can still hit like he's really got the combo. his power numbers are I think he his power numbers hurt quite a lot. Mm. Is this is a different. It's a fastball, and you can take a certain type of swing. Yeah, sure. So, like, I think the power numbers are specifically different, uh, but the team itself, from a hitting standpoint, like even when I was watching the watching the game, you know, it's like their infield is Bregman, Correa, Altuve. Guriel, and which, by the way, this is one thing that's interesting. How the hell does Yuri Guriel win a a batting title for the first time ever at age thirty seven? Kind of like out of nowhere, like 
the guy's good, but he's not like. But the, then it comes down to like, hey, he with a three twenty batting average or whatever. So that's pretty low for a batting title, which just means like, what the what's going on in the from that standpoint in baseball? Average is definitely dipping in general, but you know, like they've got a they've got a strong team, you know, and that's just the their infield. You know, Michael Brantley's been good, you know, for a while even before he was, you know, with the Astros and the, like the stuff that they did with the, with their pitchers and the the cameras for showing their pitchers grip and like motion and all that, like that stuff is still like really awesome. And it, I think it has like, without cheating, it has like rejuvenated a lot of careers specifically in in Charlie Morton. And I think like with the thing is, it's just so like now with them being known cheaters, you can't like remove it. It's like how much of it was actual, like legitimate, you know, data that they used to actually make guys better and how much of it was like illegal stuff, you know, I guess we can just assume that, you know, mainly the uh, Astros are, continuing to cheat because they're just continuing to uh to dominate in the playoffs i think we'll, we'll probably end up seeing them in the alcs again this year and i don't know maybe maybe not but we'll see i guess right now they're the final update on that game is that it's nine to six in the fifth so there's a lot of a lot of game to be played we'll see how that goes but Long story short, it's like the guys that are actually on that team, the Bregmans, the Correas, the Altuves, uh, you know, the guys that were actually known cheaters on that team, they'll, they'll always have a different look uh, from the from both fans and the players. And all, from the player's standpoint, more like, hey, they're, they're kind of snitches when it comes down to it. And a lot of players will take offense to that. And I specifically think that's Kelly's issue with them uh, very much. So, so, all right, I guess with that being said, I normally end with the uh, go Rockies. I'm not going to do that this time because, you know, we're in the playoffs and we're not talking much Rockies ball, but um Tomorrow, there'll be a a full set Brewers, Braves, Astros, White Sox. If the White Sox pull it off, Tampa Bay, Red Sox, that could be an elimination game. And then the Giants, Dodgers, uh, that series is tied. So still a lot of good uh, baseball to, to watch. So anyways, you know what? Screw it. Go Rockies.